I just thought it'd be cool to do a podcast on a train. Yeah, I I don't think anyone's ever done one on a train before. Yeah. Welcome to the first ever train podcast. And it smells like farts. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, this might be the worst podcast episode ever, but fuck it, whatever. We want you guys to see the real and the actual raw side of what goes on <laughs> behind the scenes. Hey everyone, we're Lloyd and Mandy, and you're listening to the Escape Society podcast, where we aim to inspire you to escape the norms of society and live life on your own terms. Hi guys, welcome back to the Escape Society podcast with myself, Mandy, and my fiance, Lloyd. We are coming to you live from a train here in Vietnam. Yeah, we're in the middle of a, we're about halfway from Hanoi to Saigon, um, overnight, double overnight train. Um, we boarded last night at about 9.30 and we're getting into Saigon tomorrow at about 6.30 in the morning. It's about a 32, 33-hour overnight sleeper train. Um, we got our own cabin, which was awesome. Hopefully, it's not too shaky on the video because mm, yeah. obviously we're on a train and we're moving, but... um. It is on the gimbal, so we'll see if, if you are watching the video podcast. Um, that's why it is doing it its best, and we're just we're just making it work, you know. Yeah, partly doing this because we've been absolutely flat out as usual, and we're not slowing down because um, why would you? When you're seeing progress, don't yeah. take your foot off the gas. Yeah, we've um, been to a lot of places, done a lot of content. Mandy's been editing an absolute shitload and I've been organising as much as I can, like different places to go. Um, That's one of the reasons why we're doing this now because it's Wednesday and this is the day our podcast usually comes out. We haven't had time, but also I just thought it'd be cool to do a podcast on a train. Yeah, I, I don't think anyone's ever done one on a train before. Yeah. Welcome to the first ever train podcast. And it smells like farts. Because <laughs> <laughs> of my farts or because of the food they bring out? Both. Honestly. Um, this whole ride has smelled like farts, but we're just rolling with it. Um, there's a, a lady you've been going by selling sausages, um, so she might pop in. Um, random people keep popping their heads in. Uh, yeah, every now and then a kid will just open the door and look in. And in adults, some people just, I think, they either think it's their room or they just want to see what ours looks like. Yeah. Uh, so don't feel 100% comfortable changing in here uh, because people can come in at any moment. And the do- the lock on the door is a bit funny. Uh, but this is a pretty funny experience. I'm really happy we did this. We've had so many people ask, why didn't you just fly? Um, why not? Why not take it like the longest train in Vietnam ever? The- the um, the flights would have worked out about the same because you pay quite a bit for luggage. Like when you look up flights, it's like I don't know, hundred and about a hundred or hundred and twenty bucks to fly from um, 
Hanoi to Saigon, but then they charge you for the flights, and then they, you got to pay for your seat. And by the time you get to the end of it with taxes and everything included, it was like same as this. Yeah. Um, we do save two nights accommodation, and we didn't know this at the time, but we get all our meals provided on this um, train, which. I went around buying so much food yesterday. Yeah, panic buying. Uh, so we have a whole bunch of food here that we didn't even need. Um, we're actually waiting for the drinks cart lady to come past so we can grab some beers, hopefully. Yeah. So that'll be... Um, we're not cutting that out. We're leaving it in. You guys get to experience this um, train experience with us. Yeah, this is just uh, going pure well. freestyle. Yeah. <laughs> um, as usual... Booking the train was pretty tough, eh? Like, I booked through uh, one to go Asia, which is like the go-to booking platform to book anything around here. It's pretty good, but we've caught like three sleeper buses, and every time we've booked a bus, it's either not been the bus we booked or not the seat that we booked or something was different. It was There was one where we booked a 10-hour train... Uh, 10-hour bus ride that ended up being 17 hours overnight, which we were not prepared for at all. It was a nightmare. There was no toilet on it. There was toilet breaks, but um, the food, like, at the stops was really shitty, so it's fine. Like, I, I, I sound like a complete wanker complaining about that, but it was more just I wasn't prepared for it. Yeah. And, and it was quite a expensive ticket, and it ended up being, like... A, a chicken bus. A very average bus <laughs> that was picking up... <laughs> yeah. All the locals that were um, sleeping on the floor next to us, and they didn't ever even checked our ticket. I don't still don't to this day even know if we were on the right bus. <laughs> oh, um, but that's the shit that's the best memories. We'll yeah. never forget that, and I feel it that way with this train as well. We're never going to forget this, and uh, obviously, it's going to make a great YouTube video. <laughs> yeah. So when I booked online. There was only one of these private cabins left. I went to book it and it told me that my card had insufficient funds. I must have had like just under the right amount on my travel card to book it. So put more, reloaded more onto it and then it said it was booked out. So I'm like, fuck, like we've either missed out on the cabin or it's like holding our seats for us. So I went all the way down to the train station to buy the tickets but man, that joint was just out of control. <laughs> Hundreds of people, just no English signs anywhere. And like, that's on us. Like, we're in a foreign country, man. Like, you got to be able to figure it out. But, um, so that was way too hard. And I ended up just sitting down at the train station booking it online anyway. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but yeah. I still wasn't convinced we were going to get our own private cabin. I thought. There's probably a 50% chance that we would show up and be sharing with two other people and have to deal with it. But but thank God. Actually, yeah, as we were walking down, like, the tarmac next to the the train, all I could see was four bed rooms. And I was like, every carriage that we were passing, I was, like, getting more and more nervous. I'm like, oh, no. Yeah. I haven't seen one with just two beds in it, and then I finally saw one, and thank God it was ours. <laughs> yeah. Like, I, it wouldn't be that bad, but, like, just even, yeah, we wouldn't be able to do this podcast. Um, 
with with the lights and stuff, turning the lights on and off when they want to go to sleep, you want to go to sleep. Maybe they keep opening the door, uh, bathroom breaks, that sort of stuff. It would be absolutely awful. Two two nights, thirty three hours. This room's very small. If there was another bunk on each side and two other people, man, it would be pretty shit. Yeah. I guess we'd just be on our computer or phone listening to podcasts or working or something the whole time. But yeah, but... Or yeah. we'd just film a podcast with... With the people in there. Random they could just join it. <laughs> Actually, that would have been hilarious. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but before we... This past week, we actually spent in Sapa. Uh, before we left on this journey, we stayed in the nicest hotel we have ever stayed in. Yeah. Um, Sapa was really cool, up mountain town. Um, we visited a place called Cat Cat Village, which was really interesting. And um, I'm actually a bit bummed because I looked up like the history on the place because a lot of the um, clothing and just a lot of the like the vibe of the place reminded me of Mongolia and I looked that up and the article that I had read said that yes it was Mongolian but that's wrong which I've been corrected from what now. is it really yeah did wrong. someone say it was wrong yeah it's um oh I, I don't I can't even pronounce it it's Hamong or Hameng or something like that I uh, someone corrected me and said that that it was wrong. So I I hope I didn't like offend anybody with that. But the article that I read said yes that it was founded by the Mon- Mongolians in the 19th century. Yeah. And then um, the French overtook it as a tourist destination in the 20th century. Yeah. So that was incorrect. So then I was like, oh shit. <laughs> um. But uh. Anyway, yeah, beautiful place. Um. Really, really, really enjoyed our time there, and the hotel that we stayed at was just incredible, nicest ever. It was full on luxury, eh? Yeah. I actually thought it was more expensive than it was. Um, it's not that pricey, but um, about three hundred bucks a night. But for Vietnam, like that's quite a bit. Yeah. Yeah. And the breakfast buffet was ridiculous. Oh my god! Full donut wall. Mm. Pork belly. Yeah. Incredible. Um, I think I don't know what we're gonna do. Like I'm starting to put on weight in my guts. Yeah. From uh, pretty much drinking beer every day in Vietnam because it's so cheap, and it's just the thing you do. You sit on the side of the road drinking beer while you're eating pho. So we're gonna have to lay off when we get to next destination. Yeah, but I feel like the Philippines is probably gonna be the same culture. I feel I think Philippines is going to be more island life. Could I be more? Could I be wrong about that? Yeah, it is island life. It's all a bunch of islands. Yeah. it will be more like that. Yeah. Okay. More. Well, that's more like to me. That's like fruit and coconuts more so than pho and. Yeah. But it, you always do want a beer at sunset. Like that's an everywhere a, type of thing. <laughs> I know they love a barbecue. And like yeah. a pig on a spit. I'm pretty sure is like their main sort of deal. Yeah. We've uh, got a couple stops before then. Um, I really want to get back to yoga. I'm struggling. We've been moving around way too much to be able to find a yoga studio as well as editing. We've actually um, 
have been looking to outsource a bit of the work, the load that we have at the moment, just because things are moving quite quickly and progressing. Yeah, if there's any editors, video editors that are looking for part-time work, hit us up. Yeah. Because that's the one thing about, I mean, trying to edit, trying to release a video every second day plus one podcast a week uh, takes up a lot of editing time and there's other stuff that we could be doing. Well, we also have to do the things. Yeah, the, the content. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Which takes a lot of time. In an ideal world, we would just film the content, plan everything and then have it edited for us. But I know you have your own editing style, so that's kind of hard. Uh, it, it's hard for me, yeah, creatively to hand it off to someone else because I feel like, yeah, part of the reason people like our content is the way that I do it and plan it out in my head and if someone isn't as creatively invested or doesn't see the way that I see things um, it's just a big trust thing for me at the moment but um, yeah I'm still going to hand off some of the workload to people because that's that's part of growing a business is learning how to delegate so got to get over that and um, yeah I mean, we are trialing a few few pe- people at the moment. And we'll see how that goes. Yeah, we've had um a couple of people because we put it on Instagram, reach out. So um yeah, we'll give them a go. Yeah. Hopefully, that can take the workload off because I don't want to s- I don't want to have to slow down with releasing content because this is like this is what you got to do to grow. You got to get you your shit it. out there. Yeah. And it's it is growing. Very, very quick, very quick. So, um, all right, we back. <laughs> sorry, the camera just fell over. We're like going really slow through a town. We're probably. I think we were just outside Huey when I last looked, about maybe forty-five minutes ago. So, um, yeah, about halfway to Saigon. We're gonna do a full video on this um train journey, but anyone wanting to do it, definitely give it a go like overnight trains in vietnam if you can get your own cabin um it's pretty sick yeah i didn't realize they were gonna give us basically vip treatment no i thought it was just the cabin yeah the guy came in and gave us um like there was tea and um some snacks in here waiting for us and then he came and gave us breakfast this morning which was pretty shit i guess it was just one of those bow buns yeah, I didn't need it, but it's nice that they brought it. <laughs> Those buns, are they called bao? It's something bao. Bun bao? Bun bao, It's yeah. those steamed buns that usually have, like, pork, pork in them. The ones that I've always had in Australia have, like, pork in them. And all of them here just have egg in it, and it's, like, not anywhere near as good. I don't not know good. why. Not good. I only have them. But uh, what else has happened? What else has happened? We went to Halong Bay. Hello. Thank oh, you. thank you. Did you want to? Yeah, yeah. Okay. All right. Sorry. We're going to keep pushing through. We went through a tunnel, blackout. <laughs> Old mate came to collect our dishes. Still um, haven't got a beer. It's all good. Um... <laughs> This whole uh, being in Asia has really just made 
you more adaptable and just be like, all right, I guess this is what's happening now. Yeah. So since the last podcast, uh, we went to Halong Bay, right? Yeah. Wow, we've done a lot since the last last podcast. Yeah. Halong Bay cruise, unreal. Yeah, it was awesome. I cried again. We drank um, too much. Drank too much. Hung out with the musicians. It was great. Um, Vietnam's just been incredible. Like, we mentioned this in one of our future videos, but for me, it was quite misrepresented. I thought it would be a lot more rural and yeah, not not as like current as it is. And like when we were just leaving Hanoi, I felt sad because I really, really love the culture of sitting out on the street and all the buildings that are around and um, just how everyone heads out at night and has dinner together. And yeah, it's uh. Okay, we've had to do a few minor adjustments for our setup because uh, camera falling over, it's a bit... This is a bit stressful, to be quite honest with you. <laughs> Mandy's getting stressed out. I'm just getting irritated, actually. Um, but it's all good. <laughs> First time we've ever done this. So, um, we yeah. We figured it out. Yeah. All good. What else has happened? I only just found out that if you don't have a booster shot to get into the Philippines, you need to get a COVID test, which kind of sucks a little bit. Yeah, we'd been trying to avoid that stress. Yeah, but it's not like the usual... Um, like, you don't have to get tested when you get there. So that doesn't worry me too much because... That whole thing with getting tested when you get into a country and then they put you into isolation and just this money grab bullshit. Um, that's what I was really trying to avoid. So we just have to get a rapid test uh, when we're in Malaysia before we fly to Philippines. And obviously if it's positive, we can't fly to the Philippines. Yeah. And that's why we've been trying to avoid it because it's just an unexpected cost as well as being trapped in a hotel room for X amount of time till you test negative. Yeah, and it's just like, it's tough because even if you're 99.9% .9 sure you don't have COVID, you don't have any symptoms or nothing, like they can still come back with a test and that says you have COVID and it completely fucks everything up for you. Yeah. Um, so that's the biggest reason we've been trying to avoid this the whole yeah. time. Yeah. Um, but we're but we won't. It. It's going to be fine. We're going to be positive about it. And if bad things happen, who gives a shit? It's a good story. And everything happens for a reason. I think the worst case scenario for this one would be... Uh, because I did book flexible flights, we would just have to change our flight date and stay in Kuala Lumpur for whatever a week until we don't have COVID anymore yeah or until a test says we don't have COVID anymore yeah which we've always got lots of work to do and then maybe just take it as okay we need some downtime to catch up on some shit yeah we'll still vlog though yeah um yeah the quarantine diaries yeah <laughs> hello is that drinks 
Yeah, we might have might have beers here. They got cups and drinks and stuff. All right. Let's ask. D drink ladies showed up, but I don't see any beers on it. No. Yeah, looks like we're on. We've got beers. She's hooking us up. We've got ice, four beers. Everything's going to be okay. <laughs> Stress level's going down. I think we're clearing them out for their ice, though. Come on. All right. We are on here, guys. We are bloody on. All right, I'm locking this door. Can you lock it? It's actually... That's the last time someone's... gonna bloody open our door. All right, door's locked. No more interruptions. Beers are here. Life is good. Thank you for being with us, guys. <laughs> Hopefully I don't have to edit too much of that out. Cause, um, <laughs> sorry. Been fucking around a little bit, eh? So what were we saying? We're going to the Philippines. Um, we have to do a test. And honestly, I have no idea where to go in the Philippines because everyone I ask seems to have no idea about the Philippines. Um, yeah, no suggestions whatsoever. No help. Even a local that we met and had a few drinks with was just like, oh, yeah, go to Manila. And that was it. And then she said, don't go to Boracay. She said, go to Shigao, which we we're going to anyway. So I have two places, um, and we're going to be there in a week. So I don't know what we're going to do. I'm hoping we just we meet some people when we get there that'll um, help us out. Um, we've had a few DMs from people. One of the reasons I wanted to hire a social media assistant is I personally cannot keep on top of all the messages we receive. It's pretty crazy. Um, I think people underestimate the amount that our channel actually reaches considering we at the moment we've only got about 34,000 subscribers but we reach over 1.2 million people a month at the moment with our channel. Um, yeah, is that right? Yeah. yeah. And um, so people underestimate how many messages we actually receive from that uh, even though we're grateful for each and every one. Uh, I have a hard time staying on top of it considering I'm also doing all the editing as well and then you've got YouTube comments on top of that and emails yep. so um, uh, yeah that's uh, and then and then the messages get lost so then I'll be having a conversation with someone and then I'll forget who was who and yeah, I need someone to Instagram needs help a better way to sort that shit out. They need to make it more like a Gmail where you can like create folders and mm. stuff. Like it's just DMs is like seems to be the main way people communicate even for business now. And um yeah, like you said, like a lot of it gets lost. I I I'll be talking to somebody about a place and then I completely forget their name and I can't find the message, so I'll lose everything. Yeah. Figured yeah. Out. So that's how we were on the hunt for some help with that. But, um, yeah, so if you have messaged us and not received a reply, that's why it's not that we don't uh, want to or don't 
it's just we literally either don't have the time or we didn't did not see it <laughs> um it's pretty crazy at the moment but we feel very very fortunate i also don't know how that works having like a virtual assistant that um responds to dms because like how do you know they're going to respond what you would say what you want them to respond or that, yeah are they just going to forward the dm send a screenshot of a dm to us and say like what should i say yeah because yeah, then well i be might doing. as well yeah exactly. i don't know we need like a superstar that can do uh, a bit of everything bit of editing bit of social media and um, travel with us and just be our assistant <laughs> one day yeah, I, mean, I think we're a f- um we're a ways off that a while away from that yeah. <laughs> but one day um Supper was really surprising. There's a lot of places in Vietnam that have just surprised me a lot because I didn't realize. Like, did you know it snows in Supper in winter? Yeah, that's insane. In Be- Vietnam, it did not it look like a place that was insulated well enough for it to snow either. Insulated. Yeah, like the buildings in that. Oh yeah, no, they're not prepared for the cold. Fuck no. No. There's no fireplaces or anything anywhere either. Yeah, and um, I sounds like a nightmare. I love some of the places. Even when we were in Australia, like Marimbula, for example, thinks it's summer year round. They think that they're the Gold Coast or um, even like Cairns or something like that. But it gets really fucking cold for six months of the year and they are built like it's not yeah (laughs) there's so many places like that that yeah Australia thinks there's no winter yeah but there very much is yep coming from a Canadian (laughs) Mm -hmm. um what else have we noticed traveling Vietnam and Thailand I've noticed well not really so much in Vietnam, but in Thailand. The people have changed a lot. In Bali, there were so many Russians and Aussies. That was pretty much everyone who's in Bali. Mm-hmm. There were some Europeans as well. But then we got to Thailand and it was just all... It felt like British and Europeans. Yeah. And a lot of... um, I don't know what you call them. Like, we call them in Australia Eshes. Eshes, yeah, yeah, yeah. But like, you know, the guys that wear the over-the-shoulder bags. The over-the-shoulder bum bag, yep. Um, And they're usually kind of like tatted up, maybe roided up. Uh, um, Adidas hat. Yeah, or like Fila or like whatever the sports brand is. Yeah. Um. And there's always a group of like six or seven of them, and they all have the same over-the-shoulder bag on. What's the deal with that? I I don't know. It's an English thing, yeah. British. It yeah, it's got to be the over-the-shoulder bum bag. Who's like yeah? Who started that? I mean, I ta- like I sort of support it because I understand you got a lot of shit to carry around all the time, and actually. Usually it would be me with my handbag and you would be like, can I put this in your handbag? I'm like, fucking get your own. So you I get got, it. You got a handbag two weeks ago. 
This is prior to travel days, honey. I had a handbag when I used to be a functioning person of society. Yeah. <laughs> and you would always put your sunnies, your wallet, your light balm, everything in my handbag. Yeah. And that's a normal thing for a man to do, right? You lip balm, that sounds so pussy. Yeah. <laughs> you did though. <laughs> and yeah. So I kind of support it. It's like guys got shit to carry around too. It's not just women. But it it's strange because it's a it's a thing now. Like men have hand handbags. It's a handbag. I went from um those types of blokes wearing yeah just normal bum bags or fanny packs they call them in america and to now it's over the shoulder and it's even gone to full-on like uh like a brown leather louis vuitton handbag that a guy will wear over his shoulder yeah and i'm guarantee you if you see one guy wearing one there's four of his mates have the, the same shit on which makes me wonder like is it a pack mentality thing like would you... Do they only do it because their mates are doing it? Well, take this for example, right? When you see a group of girls together, usually they're all dressed somewhat cohesively. Like, the they got the jeans and a tank top on and white runners, for example. That's like the white girl equivalent of wearing the bum bag with the Adidas bucket hat and trackies yeah it is a pack thing it's you all have one co collective style um but that being said joe rogan does wear a bum bag yeah joe rogan wears a bum bag but he's fucking joe rogan he can get away with pretty much anything and he, he doesn't wear it over his shoulder though no and um he does it on his own like he doesn't walk around with six other dudes wearing one yeah um, this probably sounds really negative like I, I'm really hating on these guys that wear these bum bags but because you were saying you were trying to convince me to get one you were like you're going to get one you need to get one blah 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 and I was like I'm not for starters I don't want one I don't need one I have a phone which I used to use as my wallet now I have a tiny little wallet that's it and my argument was um, that these guys only wear them because their friends are wearing them. Yeah, okay. So they don't actually want to wear it and they probably half of them don't even have anything in them. Yeah, like if you... Okay, if you can show me a group of, say... All right, we're having malfunction after malfunction at the moment, which is really um, keeping us on our toes. But uh, that's part of the fun of it. Yeah, this might be the worst podcast episode ever, but fuck it, whatever. We want you guys to see the real and the actual raw side of what goes on <laughs> behind the scenes. I'm looking at an amazing view right now. I wish we could have the camera pointing the other way again, but it was just um, kept falling over and the backlighting's no good. But we're watching Vietnam countryside go past. It's pretty cool. Um, I forgot what we were talking about. Well, we were talking about um, the bump. We were talking about bum bags. Joe Rogan has one, and then um, that sort of made me think about like a sigma male versus a alpha male. 
Whereas Joe Rogan is an alpha male and he does things because he wants to do them, right? Yeah. And a, a sigma male, would that be like you, you consider yourself a sigma male, right? Yeah. It, it's the same. Like, no, I don't, it's not really. A sigma male is more of a lone wolf type thing like a lone like yeah. an alpha male is someone who like um leads the pack yeah leads yeah, yeah. The pack. so what i was going to say is if you consider yourself a sigma male i think generally you like to steer away from things completely that other people are doing um yeah that's probably partially true but my only argument was just because like you see a bunch of guys wearing these bags and you're like oh it's cool or whatever they they seem to enjoy it or it works my argument was you show me a group of four or five guys and only one of them's wearing the bag then i'll go and buy one because they're only wearing it because all their mates are wearing it and they're young and they think that it's cool okay yeah it's a good argument i just honestly i wasn't saying you have to get one or you, you whatever <laughs> i was saying that like it must slip in my head, I'm like, okay, it must be handy for a man to have somewhere to put all their shit. It would be handy, but, like, necessary? No. Um, Your vibe? It would be a no. bit handier. It, to me, it looks fucking stupid. <laughs> Very honest. Okay, fair. Yeah. And probably even a little bit more annoying having a bag all the time. Like, I don't want a bag all the time. Yeah, that's why I ditched one for ages. All it looks like, when I think of those types of bags and the kind of guys that carry them, um, I think of, like, they must have their steroids and their needles in their fucking bag or something. Yeah, I could see where you could get that impression from. Yeah, or drugs. Especially coming from Australia. Um, that, mm. Yeah, there's a huge, huge culture of that there for sure. It's just, yeah, it's funny. That's very different than Canada, I think. But fuck, you know, it's funny. I haven't been to, like, I haven't lived in Canada for coming up on, it'll be eight years in February. We, we did do six months there. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So six months out of that. So yeah. seven years I have not lived there. And I feel like a lot has changed in that time span since mm -hmm. I've been gone, especially with like COVID and everything that's fucking happened with politics and all that shit. I don't think I ha even have the slightest clue what it's like to live in Canada anymore. Well, uh, the leader, Justin Trudeau's completely lost the plot. Yeah. But I, I mean, over half of the population's voting for him. So something's going on there. Yeah. He, he must be doing something right. People must like him. Um, uh, and then, also must mean that maybe we're being shown or, or advertised uh, just the bad stuff or do you know what I mean like uh, yeah. only hear the bad side of things but you know we get most of our uh, news from Russell Brand and Joe Rogan right yeah anyone who um, hasn't listened to Russell Brand you got to tune in to his channel because he basically presents news articles or big news stories and then shows both sides of the coin and reasons why like this may not be true this may not be true we don't know what the truth is 
create your own opinion. Yeah. Don't just believe what you're seeing on this channel or that channel or what this person said. I think he's the most reasonable person on uh, the internet. I, and I agree too. Yeah. His following's growing massively. He just hit 5 million like two months ago and now he's, he's almost up to 6 million. Um, I think he's going to get to a point where he gets so big that they're going to start the... Trying to take him down. Yeah, they're going to start the attack on him like yeah. they did with Rogan. Yeah. Because he's his own entity and he says whatever he wants and he's reasonable. The train just stopped, so now this is going to be perfect now, but we're going to run out of time anyway. <laughs> um, yeah, definitely tune into Russell. I think... Um, the Someone just tried to open our door again. Fuck off. <laughs> I think the most important thing is being presented both sides of an like information. So you get all the information presented to you and then you are able to form your own opinion. No one's telling you that you have to be one side or the other. And everyone's entitled to being presented the same amount of information um, and then coming up with their conclusion of what they think is right. And that's why I think he's super important. Yeah, but live, going back to Canada, it's like just the same as um, I know Australia got a really bad name over COVID for how strict we were with some of our stuff. And yeah, that was true to a degree, but also it wasn't as bad as people made it out. And I think it's the same in Canada. Yeah. And then after traveling through Asia, I've realized it's it's been the same pretty much everywhere. Like, um, I don't think Australia's laws were any worse than any of Asia's country's laws no and um, everyone felt they had it the worst i think i just hope that um it, like it, it seems like a lot of this is driven by money and uh i hope people can see that and i hope that it can come to an end soon because it's pissing me off yeah <laughs> i just want to be able to be free and not have everyone argue against each other about shit um there needs to be there needs to be leaders who uh can see both sides and come together and just like say yes i don't agree with your opinion but i can see where you're coming from yeah and then same with the other side but politics at the moment it's like their whole objective is to get into power and the only way to get into power is to appeal to one side of the country and that side of the country disagrees with the other side of the country or the, the other uh, politicians. So they just go exactly against each other because they want to be populists. Yeah. Um, there needs to be people to step up and be like, no, we're not doing this shit anymore. Like, let's do what's best for everybody and try and make um, decisions that... You know, work for everyone and see other people's point of view. Anyway, we just got really political, but yeah, no, no, I to totally agree. Um, and especially in this day and age, I feel like okay, we do everything on our phones, right? There are so many things that you can do on your phone. Why can't we just put it to like? Why can't we even vote, vote from our yeah, vote from our phones There's for things? Because so then we know every single person's got a phone or access to internet now. Why can't, like, and like and you're telling me that's not possible? You can get shit encrypted. There's, like, the blockchain and Bitcoin where they say that, like, you can't uh, fake a transaction, right? So, technically, there would be enough technology where 
let's say there was a bill that needed to be passed on, like, you know, gun laws, Roe v. Wade, um, anything small like climate change, whatever it is, okay, well, this week we're putting the vote to the people. Yeah. Because they work for us, right? The politicians work for yeah. us. So let's put the vote to the people. Um, everyone has to get onto their phone and vote yes or no. And the majority wins. Why Why is it that there's a few small, a few people in power that are just making decisions on behalf of us that we never ask them to make? No, exactly. When we have the power for everyone to have their say. And yeah, if you're and unhappy with it, but that's the majority of it. You're not going to be happy with every decision, but at least, you know, it's the collective, the world's collective decision or your country's collective decision. But it's this uh, assumption that they're like smarter than us, but I've noticed there seems to be a trend of politicians who are just like sons and daughters of other politicians and like they're not business owners that they don't come from like small communities so how how do they know what benefits normal people they don't have a clue no exactly anyway we'll get we'll get off the politics but yeah i definitely definitely agree with that yeah um what are we going to do for the next 15 hours on this train um, well, I'll probably take a nap. <laughs> Honestly, I feel like I'm on, like, vacation in this thing. It's like a forced, um, m- like, bit of solitude for me to not have to, um, do anything. Because I smashed out all my editing and everything yesterday. And, um, yeah, this is like a little mini vacation inside of a prison train <laughs> yeah no I'm, I'm not prison I'm gonna try and edit and get this podcast out before you might even be watching this podcast while we're still on this train but we'll see what happens that'd be pretty cool before we go though did you wanna um say anything about last week's episode because I know that was really rough like for you to talk about that and you got a shit ton of DMs and comments that were all positive yeah um well, first off, thank you to everyone who um, reached out to me. I, I, I did lose a lot of sleep. Um, had a lot of nightmares over putting out that podcast. I felt really vulnerable. And honestly, I was very close to not releasing it. I um, Even thinking about it right now, I'm getting a bit teary-eyed. But um, thank you to everyone that felt that they connected to my story. Um, there's still a lot that I felt like afterwards. I'm like, oh, I should have said this or I shouldn't have said that. Um but that's what like with anything um but yeah thank you guys really from the bottom of my heart it felt like I overcame a really big fear of mine which is um speaking something that I have never openly spoken about and um it felt like I'd given other people the courage maybe to do the same and I connected with a lot of people with similar stories that grew up in um, not exactly loving households then how that affected their them in their adulthood and uh, yeah I just feel like that's that's pretty cool um, especially we don't have that big of a platform but um to be already reaching people and helping 
helping people, I guess. Um, it, it does feel really good. And I will, I think in the future, I will share more and more details um, in the past. But so far, I haven't had any negative repercussions quite yet. Uh, knock on wood. I haven't heard from anybody, which I was expecting to get an email or a aggressive maybe phone call or something. But all is well at the moment and um yeah i just i feel a lot more comfortable being myself to a larger audience when i'm being 100 percent honest about who i am and i also just want to mention that i am in no way a perfect person during a lot of the time that i was going through all, a lot of this shit i was really awful to a lot of people um especially when i was going through my, like my party drinking phase i was a piece of shit and uh, I know I would have heard a lot of people during that time and I hope that if those people hear our podcast and see what I'm doing they um, can accept like my, my apology uh, understand where I was coming from that I, I as a hurt person was hurting people um, uh, and that's just how the saying goes and I know that the people that hurt me were also hurting as well so I think that's just another way that we can have compassion for other people knowing that when someone's hurting you it has actually has nothing to do with you it's how they feel about themselves and um yeah well said thanks yeah <laughs> cool um thanks so much for listening guys uh, this one's been a roller coaster or i guess a train ride <laughs> or a train wreck <laughs> hopefully oh jesus something's going on out there hopefully you watched or listened till the end i know it's probably difficult but yeah. um Hey, we did it. We got one out on a train. Yeah. Next one might be on a plane. Who knows? Yeah. Thank you guys so much. Uh, don't forget to rate, review, subscribe, uh, and check out the travel vlogs. Got a new one every other day. And we will see you guys next Wednesday on the pod. Bye. Look. This one's for my scheme makers, my dream chasers trying to make it Trust you got to hold on to faith and be patient I know you're trying to get to the days of elation And all those obstacles in your way won't delay it It's a lesson, blessings or blessings